Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Stream Queens podcast, where we review horror films and horror-adjacent films that you can stream on the internet. I'm your co-host, Rachel, and joining me is a sculpture made of twigs and vines. It's Mars! Hello! (laughs) I like that one. That one's good. That's a good one, right? (laughs) That one's really good. (laughs) Okay, so for people at home, this is they don't know that we've had a big break in our talking because we had a little bit of a backlog of episodes, but... For you and I, this is a reunion after a couple of months of just crazy. This is the cursed episode. This is the cursed We have tried to record this episode so many times and just had scheduling problems or people weren't feeling well. I went back. I reviewed the conversation because I was like, I need to to remember exactly all the reasons why we postponed. Okay. We postponed the first time because I at work was getting that helicopter. And I had to make sure it was going to show up and that it was okay and that I knew where it was at. Yes. The second time we postponed was because my entire state was on fire. That would and do it. And it was encroaching on my yes. house. Cursed episode. Yes. The third time was because it was Hurley's birthday and I forgot that we were supposed to record <laughs> that day and I promised to spend the day with her. And then I think we had to postpone. Didn't we have to we postpone because we for both chills, were feeling? Wait, for chills down your spine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then I can't remember if it was this one or a different one where we both were like, yeah, I'm down. Are you down? Yeah, I'm down. But we both, neither of us were feeling well. <laughs> and finally, we just admitted it to each other. Yeah. We're like, okay, look, I'm not, I'm going to be fucking we're like, useless. Let's stop this dance and let's just say what's up. <laughs> let's, let's, let's just look. We're at the level where we can just be like, you know what? I'm tired. I don't feel good. I'm not going to be any help on this episode. I've been beating myself up for this backlog of episodes that we have, but turned out it was a good thing (laughs) (laughs) but anyway so the point is this is the episode we have been trying to record forever this is the cursed episode but we are finally going to do it we are going to review survive the hollow shoals (laughs) the day has come the day has come the day has come the day has come we will lift the curse i feel like (laughs) i need to light actually i do have a candle lit Okay, good. All right, so the ritual of yeah. cleansing begins. <laughs> we need to exercise this curse. <laughs> so I've watched this three times because of our, our scheduling problems. How many times have you seen this movie? I've seen this movie five times because I forgot what days we were podcasting <laughs> and what days we weren't, so I watched it two additional times. <laughs> so we know this movie. <laughs> like no other movie, we know this oh, movie. I close my eyes and I see those shoals. <laughs> Yeah, this is the movie that makes me never want to leave my home without GPS again. Yeah. Yeah. And also another movie that confirms that camping it's not it's not for the it's not for the humans. We need to stay inside <laughs> of the inside. That's where we belong. I mean, I yeah. understand that I am a house cat, but this this tells me even for survivalists, just stay in the house. I can understand camping to some extent if you're trying to get to I don't know. A viewpoint or a waterfall or something and it's not within oh we can drive there or we can hike for the day and get there or whatever if it's like oh we need to hike out camp and then hike to this thing i get it you know or if you're into extreme outdoor whatever but i don't know i just i feel like i devote so much of my time and energy to making money so that i can live in a house and sleep <laughs> in a bed that then to take the two free days i have a week and be like now i'm gonna go sleep on the ground outside just feels real shitty to me <laughs> agree really spitting in the eye of the homeless folk you know yeah, it's not a, it's not a move i don't know guess what i have a job that pays for a whole house and i'm gonna sleep outside in the woods yeah. that house is empty by choice <laughs> so the premise of this movie 
is that he wants to survive on practically no no supplies, just living off the land for 60 days, which is my idea of hell on earth. Yeah. What would it take for you to agree to do this scenario yourself? What would be the thing at the end of the 60 days that you would be gifted or awarded or result in at the end of the 60 days that would make you be willing to do this? I mean, I know what it is, but it's high stakes. <laughs> I would have to be told if you live in the woods for 60 days on virtually no supplies where it's just everything you need, you have to find, make, forage, whatever. I would have to be able to come back to society after those 60 days and just live a free existence where they're like, you never have to pay for anything ever again. Right. Everything is free. Lady so that of I wouldn't... leisure. Right, right, right. <laughs> Essentially, they're like, you get to be the queen. You can just <laughs> just exist. You don't have to pay for health care or car insurance or rent. You can just walk into the grocery store and walk out with all the wine. It'll be fine. You know, like, I'm going to have to be like, I will try really hard to survive for 60 days if i never have to try to survive ever again agree agree yeah it would... in any in any meaning of the word right i would do it for a billion dollars which is essentially the same thing yeah <laughs> it would have to be a billion tax-free dollars yeah a billion tax-free dollars i would do 60 days in the woods on my own eating fucking frogs dude Ugh. I I mean, because think about it. It's not just the being outside, which is already, I'm like, no, thank you. It's not just the bugs. But think about how you would have to survive. No showers, no toilets, eating bugs out of tree trunks and skinning frogs, killing frogs, let alone skinning frogs and eating them. It would really have to be a substantially life-changing situation on the other end to entice me into it. Yeah. Because even just that the mental toll it takes and not Ooh. just the isolation, but the idea for me, it would be killing a whole frog so you can eat just his teeny tiny little legs. Yeah. It just feel so wasteful. Yeah. But then that means I'd have to eat bugs, which is disgusting. I don't know. I think I'd probably eat a bug before I'd eat a, fro a frog. Well, yeah. Because I don't feel bad about killing bugs. No. But they're icky. God, I hope we never... I mean, I, the thing is, is we're sliding into <laughs> dystopia right now. So the things that felt outlandish before, I'm like, oh, God, is that 2022? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Will I be looking for grubs in 2022? <laughs> I mean, it used to be a joke, but there's like a glimmer of maybe I should do this to it now where I've always made jokes about, yeah, when I make, create my underground shipping container bunker system is going to be under my house because my house is in a cemetery and you know where they're not going to dig down looking for live people it's, a cemetery yeah it's the perfect disguise yeah used to be a joke now part of me is like okay but how do i get a shipping container here <laughs> i mean if anyone would know how it would be you it's a narrow road. How do I cover darkness? Nighttime? Is this a nighttime project? <laughs> right. I mean, well, yeah. The thing is, is you'd need to get backhoe out there. I mean, you would have to enter your neighbors into the circle of trust because you right. need a fucking backhoe to dig it out. Well, that and in my ideal underground bunker community, it's much larger than what my property would afford. Right. So I could, you, you want to be a full mole person, like subterranean fucking yeah. tunnels and shit. Yeah. 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 Multiple entrances and exits yeah. kind of thing. Agreed. And so I, Agreed. you know, you just, you go to the neighbors and it's like, look, if we cooperate, I'll give you an entrance to the shelter. Right. You know, you can 
start hoarding stuff down there now. I'll meet you down there when it's time to go underground, because the surface world is on fire. Yeah. I mean, fuck. Literally, in your case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had some real thoughts about it when my state was on fire. Right? Yeah. I mean, when I was watching this, I, I thought about all of our conversations about how we were going to be survivalists and preppers and have our bunker life, and I was like... Ooh. Oh, and remember we were planning on we're going to plant the orchard on the, in the earth above the bunker yeah. so that we can have our fruit trees still. Yes, our fruit our fruit salad trees. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I'm still down for all the prepper, all of that, but I just realized that there is a degree of luxury that I'm going to require. I'm not going to be able to live in a lean-to with a, a leaf roof. Yeah. I need, I need, I need a... A, a chair because <laughs> you know what didn't come up in the movie but is an actual reality of that situation what you know what that leaf roof rains down on you spider ah! yeah! oh my god i gotta tell you this is my spider detour conversation <gasps> so do you want to know what my first gift was on my birthday this year oh god waking up <gasps> to a wolf spider on my ceiling oh my god so I wake up and I hear Fry chirping, which is his little alarm system because he is yeah. the king spider hunter. And that is why no matter how bad he is, I will never not love him. <laughs> <laughs> he could do just about anything and I would forgive him because he's such a good spider hunter. I did not. You know how blind I am. I am a yeah. fucking bat without my glasses. I could see the spider across the room on the ceiling without my glasses. Oh that's my how big God. it was. That's how and big it was. And wolf spiders are scary. Yeah. Fortunately, it was not covered in babies, which is oh a god, thing. oh god, oh god. That's the worst. But that is it the was worst. so big that my boyfriend could not smush it. He had to <gasps> catch it and put it oh. outside because it was just too big to squish. Oh my god. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So then it's my birthday. That's my birth first birthday gift of the day. So I get off work couple of you know i work a part-time job so i get off work and i was like i'm gonna take me a birthday nap i could not take a nap because every time i closed my eyes i was like where there is one there is many oh, <laughs> so I, I waited till my partner came out of a meeting and it was like you need to sit out here and be on spider watch so that i can take a birthday nap <laughs> It's just like in zombie apocalypses when one person sleeps the other one keeps yes! watch yes you know He's going to have to learn that dynamic anyway, because uh, yes. that's how we're going to have to exist. Right. In, in There's the, going to be the rotating shelter. situations. Yeah. Yeah. Rotating sleep shifts. Yeah. Oh my God. Can you believe that, though? What a fucking night. I, I knew oh that they God. were in the area, but I've never seen one. I just knew Ugh. they existed because, I mean, when you're afraid of something, you know everything about it. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> so I know what spiders are native to where I live, but I, they were rare. So to have one on my ceiling was shocking. It was huge. Ugh. It was the size of his palm. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It, I could see, without my glasses, individual legs. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was horrifying. If you're, if you're curious, Randy has pictures. I have not seen the pictures. I will never see the pictures. I would like to see the pictures. Yeah. So that was uh, when I told you I had the birthday blues. <laughs> <laughs> that's how my birthday started <laughs> oh god okay so yes fuck having leaves for a ceiling for another brand new reason because spiders raining down on me is 
literally the nightmare that gave me the phobia when I was 12. So. Yeah, I lived in an apartment in California. The first one I lived in and there was a tree in the backyard and my roommate hung a, a hammock underneath it. And that hammock was used exactly one time no. because she laid in it and spiders just came down out of the tree. And <gasps> it was so bad that nobody even went back to claim the hammock. We just, that was spider hammock. It belonged to the spiders. Yeah. yeah we left it when we moved. Yeah, no, no. See, I want trees. Trees are good. They give you oxygen. I want them around. But and the, if I, the, no, mm -mm. spiders, There are no. plenty of trees that I've sat under, been under, hung out under that did not rain spiders. It's just a select some kind of trees for some reason. I'm so glad I didn't have my glasses on because what I saw without my glasses was so bad. I can't Ugh. even imagine what it was like without glasses. Yeah, you'd never sleep again. Ugh. The next time I'd see you, you'd be like, what is it? Richard Ramirez, the gaunt vampire man. Yeah. Just I mean, like, I would I have white hair. It would have gone white <laughs> instantly, like some Stephen King character. <laughs> just dark circles and sunken cheekbones. I know. Like, As I it is, I already have anxiety about it because, yeah, that, I mean, because that's my nightmare, right? Because I'm always afraid spiders are going to fall down on me or get in my ears and stuff. And I had that one I, that almost landed on my face in Costa Rica. Oh, God. And so I have reoccurring nightmares that I wake up flailing my arms because oh. I think that I've seen a spider coming down from the ceiling onto my face. Oh, my God. I have a spider story, but I'm pretty sure if I tell you, I'll just give you an additional paranoia. Oh, God. Did it get in your ear? No. Okay. No, it didn't. Did it get in your cat's ears? No. Okay. Oh, I never even thought about that possibility. Oh, my God. I think of all the possibilities. <laughs> <laughs> Bet you haven't thought of this one. Oh, no. I was sleeping, and I had an itch in my armpit, so I scratched it and went back to sleep. Woke up the next morning, found spider bits in my armpit. <gasps> it was a spider that had crawled into my armpit, and it tickled, so I just scratched at it and smushed it and went back to sleep. So as if you thought you'd covered all the crevasses. Stay out of my crevasses. I mean, in general, everyone stay out of my crevasses, but <laughs> yeah. especially spiders stay out of All my crevasses. All of my crevasses are permission only. Yes. Invitation only, thank non -consensual you. Non-consensual crevassing is not okay. <sighs> oh, I'm so sorry, Mars. That's horrible. Oh, now I'm going to be scared of my armpits. Yeah, now you're going to have to start making armpit guards. Well. I know, right? I think by the time I see you next, I'll be like, okay, time for bed. And I'm just going to come out and basically a onesie that zips up over my face <laughs> and has an air tube. <laughs> if I could, if it would circulate air so I'd stay nice and cool and I could get fresh air, I would 100% sleep inside some hermetically sealed joint. That is yeah. the dream. How do I make that happen? I have a sewing machine. Surely that's doable. <laughs> You're stuck in the house anyway. Right? If now is not the time to invent things. When, when? is? Okay. Sorry. I totally sidetracked us. So, okay. We've both discussed. I'm just seeing, sorry. I'm just seeing 2022 you on Shark Tank being like, a problem we have all had in the past <laughs> is spiders in our crevasses. Well, I come to you today with the solution. I would start my presentation with just shots of spiders in people's ears and crevasses. <laughs> and they would all be buying in. Yeah. You just got to really horrify them. And then the sharks are guppies in your hands. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Sorry. So we both decided a million billion dollars is the, is the bottom level of which we would respect remuneration to do 60 days in the wilderness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
Good. Okay, cool. So before we go much further, though, Mars, can you do me a favor and let our listeners know what our spoiler policy is up in this piece? We are going to spoil everything. We're going to talk about it from the beginning to the very end and everything in the middle. There's uh, only a select number of things that really happen in this movie, but we're going to cover them all. This is accurate. (laughs) The accuracy is at 100. (laughs) Awesome. Okay, so I picked this movie, and the reason I picked it was basically I saw a, a message about it on the horror Reddit. And it was described as this hidden gem. It was a found footage movie. And the person loved it. And then there was a bunch of comments of, there was a couple people who were like, it didn't work for me. But there were also quite a few people, people saying how terrifying it was. And I was like, oh my God, hidden gem, found footage, on Prime. Oh my God, we're definitely covering this because I know you love found footage. I'm always looking mm-hmm. for hidden gems. And the premise of the show is that it's on streaming services so it really just felt like the perfect fit so little did i know i was ushering in three months of watching this movie (laughs) Um, so yeah so that's why i ended up picking it now usually i like to talk a little bit about the filmmaker or you know information about the production of the movie just to give you a little background i can tell you that it was directed by jonathan klimek and it starred brent mcgee Brittany Baizy Morrison and Ashley Mulkey. And that is it. That is literally the only thing I could find about this movie. There are no interviews. There is no Wikipedia that talks about production. There's no information about its budget. And none of these people have ever done anything else, at least according to IMDb. This is the one and only movie that Jonathan Klimek has directed and the one and only movie that Britt McGee has starred in. So... Yeah, I'm going to say I'm not shocked. Really? Okay, because I think one thing I will say is I think what's interesting about that is that this movie is trying to present itself as something real. So the idea that these people do not exist in any way outside this movie, at least on the internet, is is a fun little caveat to the movie. But it's yeah. just crazy that there's nothing. I couldn't find social media presences for these people. Nothing. Yeah. Actually, I guess what I meant was I'm not shocked you couldn't find any information on it. Just because it seems like one of those movies that, you know, low budget was made, indie film, and that But I could find interviews with the guy that did the Mermaid movie. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know? Mermaid Down. Yeah, Mermaid Down. There was interviews with him and with the actor, and they did other things. There's nothing about these people. It's wild. I think okay that's actually kind of creepy right i think maybe i found a potential person who might on linkedin who might be the director but it's unclear because i can't find a picture of him to compare it to and i can't get into his linkedin but that is it that is it yeah okay that's kind of creepy right in a kind of cool way if you want to buy into this is a real thing found footage thing this is what the Blair Witch wanted to do but couldn't because even though that was early internet days those people still existed somehow these people do not exist on the internet at least not (laughs) under these names maybe these are all fake names but as far as I could tell these people do not exist on the internet that's crazy so if you are the filmmaker (laughs) or the actor I would actually love to hear from you because This is not going to be the best movie review we've given, but I'm deeply, deeply curious about this movie. I want to know how it was made. I want to know information. I have questions about this movie. 
And the fact that I can't have any of those answered just makes me want to know them more. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, that is that is your background for uh, survive survive the whole shows. Okay, so Mars, I hopefully this is helpful. I did a day by day breakdown in our doc. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> because it is cyclical. I would say. Yeah, it's a lot of uh, some repeat action. Yes, so I thought that might help you. Feel free to use it or ignore it. Whichever you choose, this is your adventure. I just wanted to make sure you knew that was there. Yeah, I saw that. Okay. This is going to be helpful. Because okay, originally when I was thinking about doing this, because you know me and how I how I always take copious notes on every That's movie my girl. through it. Yep. <laughs> Preparation uh, nation. I was thinking about it and I was like, this is going to end up me being like, five things happen in this movie. And here they are, different orders, <laughs> different times, the end. Because I'm not, I knew this was one of those movies that I was not going to be able to keep straight because it's just kind of, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, it yeah. Which is the nature of what he's doing. Right, and, you know? I, and, like, and that's, it's intentional, I think, right? Because yeah. the days are just kind of blending together and getting weirder, you know. I get that there's a purpose to it. Yeah, and but if you are surviving, <laughs> yeah, yeah, truly, if you are surviving in the woods, your days would be the same because you have the right. same tasks that you need to do every day. You can't be like, well, today I don't feel like foraging, so I just won't eat. Right. So I, I, it's not a criticism that it's the same events that happen over and over and over again. It's just that I, what I'm trying to get to is that it would make it, it's, would make it hard <laughs> for yeah. me to just off the top of my head remember. Yeah, even though we've seen know. it five times. <laughs> even though I've seen it five times. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Day one. So day one introduces us to Zach, who's being dropped off in the woods by his, his partner. They have a conversation where he explains that he's going to survive for 60 days in the woods and it's a lot of his narration as he's walking around in the woods trying to find the shoal that he wants to build his shelter on he's looking for certain aspects like you know something that's near water something that has a lot of deadfall logs so he doesn't have to cut as many trees as possible things like that we see him build the beginning of his shelter and it's a lot of that you know that found footage alone in the woods thing where he's just sort of narrating what he's doing mm -hmm. and showing us what he's doing and then he goes to sleep but he's hearing stuff in the woods which is not unusual really you know right. it's the woods i mean that's why it's scary right because the question is what is the sound thing you're hearing it's probably something mundane but if all you have is some tree branches and a machete you're pretty vulnerable right. so i get that that could be a pretty scary situation i did yeah, think well, it was weird though that he didn't kiss his girlfriend goodbye Right? Okay, so it's not just no! me then, because I also thought that was weird. <laughs> he was just especially, like, okay, bye! Especially since the whole conversation was like, I'm going to miss you so much. I'm going to miss you so much. Well, uh, you're going to be... I'm I'm gonna be so grateful to see you when I get back. Oh, I love you so much. I love you so much. And then there's that pause where they're just gonna stare at each other and then, okay, bye! And then he just <laughs> walks off in the woods for two months. I know. I was like, okay, brother. I know you're excited to get out there and eat some frogs, but damn, not even a kiss goodbye. Yeah, right? <laughs> and we'll we'll talk about this at the end. Okay. About my many thoughts on this. But it also has him walking off into the woods and she still has the camera. Oh, I you didn't I even mean? notice that. Yeah. I guess maybe you need to see that a fourth time, then you'll catch it. <laughs> I only yeah three. well yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i do wonder about the camera is he meant to have two cameras i think he has to right? right because at one point he sets one up facing outside of his 
shelter yeah. while he still has one inside the shelter. So I think it's implied he has two okay. cameras. Okay. okay. But she still has one of them. So he had three you know, cameras to begin well, with. And even, well, no, even that's not possible because at the end, that title card says they found the footage right. in the woods, right? So that footage had to have been with all of the other footage. So it had to have been on a camera that he had with him. Right. So did he like turn around so, and go like, ooh, well, they didn't show up. But he was like, oops, I forgot my camera. Yeah. So I have, again, I have many thoughts, but we can get to it okay, at the okay, end when we're okay. dissecting. But <laughs> anyway... Day two shows us Zach explaining how he's going to continue improving the shelter. He also needs to explore the area. He needs to find running water and he needs to find food. He does find running water. I, I have so many weird little thoughts about the way he approaches things. Right. Because he starts out, I mean, at one point he does admit that he needed more training before attempting this, but he starts out with this confidence of, I know exactly what I'm doing. This is what I need to do. But then he finds the running water and he's like, okay, so I'm going to boil this to get rid of all the bacteria that can make you sick. And then immediately splashes all the water into his eyes and mouth. Right. Right. Okay. okay. Did you not just say that you needed to boil that? And I understand people swim in rivers and lakes all the time and are typically fine. You know, whatever. Right. Only um, some people get Giardia. Whatever. Or brain-eating amoebas. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. But to... But to start out with that statement of this is the thing I'm going to do, the precaution I'm going to take to keep myself healthy and then immediately violate that, I don't I See, don't I was looking forward to talking to you about this because you have more survival skills than I do. I also caught that. But I all, at the same time, though, I thought he was kind of convincing as someone who would be like, I'm doing a survival show and I'm doing, you know, like it felt like something you would see on YouTube. Yeah. But but maybe that's the point. Maybe he's supposed to not be good at it. Yeah, because he does several things that I'm kind of like, that's not that's not protocol for safety. You know? Really? Like, okay. That, not... You'll have to point them out as we go because as we know, I'm an indoor cat, so I don't know any of this shit. <laughs> but I mean, it did, if, if what they were trying to portray to the character was someone who is unfortunately maybe a bit overly confident yeah. that he could do this, then they absolutely, those are the things that would have been intentional I mean, like the hubris right yeah the hubris yeah. of it all so if that was the intention to create this character who thinks he's so good at this but isn't then absolutely nailed it <laughs> all these things needed to happen you know if if these were just oversights and you know then it's kind of like well you know that doesn't track 100 percent. it's but, kind of fun to imagine that he did catch some weird brain eating amoeba and none of the stuff in the rest of the movie actually happened and it was all just like in just... his head him just running around screaming in the woods. Right. The <laughs> like, woman screaming was him. <laughs> yeah. In the distance, there's a family camping and being like, oh my God, the rumors are true. The holes, the shoals are haunted. And really, right. it's just Zach being like, like, who stole who's our seven year old's journal? I don't understand what's going on. The poor family camping and he's just out there going, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out. What do you want? She's not wearing shoes. She's got no shoes. <laughs> I do like this alternate version <laughs> of the movie. This is fun. <laughs> I mean, I did at one point wonder if maybe that was what it was going to go, that the isolation, because he does get really upset about the isolation. Right. He's really depressed about being isolated. And I was like, well, maybe this is actually him losing it a little bit because of the isolation. But, you know. That would have not... been a, a really good twisty twist ending if they showed up out there and all the shit he had been doing himself. He built all the shelters and all the voodoo dolls and stuff. And yeah. was like, I don't know where they came from, but he's <laughs> making one. Yeah, that would be a good twisty twist ending. Okay, so where were we? So, oh, so we were talking about how he immediately 
broke his own rule about the water. Yes. And again, I know people swim in rivers and lakes and are fine and, you know, whatever. So I'm not saying that what he did was dangerous. It just seemed funny to me. For that someone he who would... was a survivalist and was yeah, preaching, literally he... preaching about it in that moment. And then immediately broke that rule, yeah. his own rule. Yeah. So anyway, he does manage to catch a frog, but he, you know, apparently can only eat the legs, really. So it's these two sad little dangly legs I on know. a stick. That he's cooking over the fire. This is another thought that I had throughout the movie, is that a man his size I had would not have thought. lasted. Yeah, would not have lasted this long on so little food. Anyone would not have lasted that long on so little food, which is also why I started going down the road of, well, he's losing it because he's also starving, you know, starving. And his body is starting to self-cannibalize, right? Because he's right. literally, he's eating ferns and two froglet, you know, he's not devoting enough energy to finding food. And he maybe is going a little crazy. Right, because we see him eat two little frog legs and a couple of onions. And that yeah. is literally it. Yeah, and I mean, I, it does make me think that the hubris was intentional. Yeah. Because he's talking this whole time about, oh, this is what you got to do. And this is what I'm, and, you know, this is how you do this, blah, blah, blah. But his division of labor is not where it needed to be. Because when you're surviving, you only expend so much energy in the direction that you can make it up, if not more. Right. So he's spending all this energy building the shelter and zero finding food. Right. When it should have been. The other way around. Yeah. He should not have been continuing to improve the shelter until he had secured food because now he has no calories. He has no energy. He can't physically keep up and he talks about how tired he's getting yeah. and how he's burning out so much faster and that's exactly why that's right. why your division of labor needs to be prioritized you even have that a fishing way pole. yeah and i do like how he just can't find anything he can't find bugs he can't find frogs yeah. he can't find snakes and it, you know and it speaks to the hauntedness of the only the woods. problem is is you can literally hear the bugs all throughout the whole movie i know and you can hear birds, birds you can hear bugs. you can hear the frogs at night yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's i mean it, it gives a lot of ambiance that makes you feel very remote but at the same time if a plot point is there's nothing it should be silent yeah it should be eerily silent but instead it sounds like he is inside a hive the whole movie yeah. Well, and as someone who is very bug averse, I was very <laughs> aware of the sound of the bugs. Okay, so this was the, one of the second, or one of the second times. This was the second time where he did something that I was like, I don't know that somebody who is super educated on this would do it this way. But it's when he's trying to build the fire. So I already said that he found the frog legs and he cooks them over the fire, but he has to make the fire first. And he's going to do the spindle method, right. which is fine. But he's digging the hole in the stick and using his own to support the stick and if that knife slips it's stabbing straight through his I shoe into his foot i did see that too but i was like oh maybe they're steel toes so that's so funny it's, i guess no, it my, wasn't my, even the toe though I, I, you know what i think maybe my survival skills are better than i think they are because i am noticing these things and then second guessing myself like well i'm not the survivalist but maybe i am yeah but some of this i mean the things that you're, you're recognizing are definitely common sense stuff but right. they are survivalist stuff you need to be thinking more about these things if you're trying to survive because cutting yourself means a bigger deal in the woods yeah. than you're gonna stay for 60 days or, than what it you're does. gonna go down to the bacteria water to clean it out yeah you know and then you have to deal with an injury and so you know the fact that he's using his own foot there's no way there was steel under that section because right. it was the arch of his foot right. right so there's no way that was protected maybe it's thick leather maybe it's something you know but still you could still really stab yourself straight up in the foot doing that and it just it's wasn't smart and i was like this guy is trying to preach 
you know, and so that's that's kind of what makes me lean towards. Well, it's it was a character decision where they're trying to make him seem like, yeah, this guy is not as good at this as he thinks he is. You know, right. the overconfidence is staggering. Yeah, but again, if that's an intentional character choice, then I think it nailed is. it. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, you know, so, I will say I do actually think that he's good in this, though. Do you? Did you? Yeah, I do too. This movie lives or dies on his performance. And I felt like he had a very naturalistic performance. It seemed like something you could watch on YouTube. Yeah, his performance was exactly of the kind of person that I would expect in real life to do something like this. Right. It didn't seem forced. It didn't seem scripted. It didn't seem like someone, you know, it did seem very natural and it seemed very organic. And, you know, I think he did a really good job. Yeah, me too. Honestly. So this is a weird thing, but didn't he look like two different people with or without his hat on? Yeah, He looked like mm-hmm. two totally different people to me at night when he was in his little lean-to, when he didn't have his glasses and his hat on. And then he looked kind of like, I don't know, sort of hipstery at night. And then he was IT survival man during the day. Yeah. <laughs> and I think he looked like an entirely third different person in the poster on Amazon. I know. The on the, I was expecting somebody who was older, very skinny. I thought he was going to be a little bit rougher around the edges and not quite so, like I said, IT guy looking. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, like a little more hard, lived in type of look. Yeah. Or, you know, less naive. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. There was a softness to him. I I don't know how to describe it. One of my questions is, did they have the actor living out there? Not maybe living out there because he did seem to, and maybe it was makeup, but I don't think so because the other makeup was not amazing. But he did seem to lose weight and get more gaunt as the time went on. Oh, I didn't notice. Despite my five times I know, right? And like I said, it could have been makeup. I mean, they definitely dirtied him up a lot. But I was like, Mm -hmm. I wonder if they actually were camping while they made this movie. Hmm. Maybe. Because he looked dirtier. Consistently, he got dirtier and dirtier throughout the production. And that could very well be makeup. But I don't know. He looked like a... Someone who'd been in the woods for 16 days <laughs> at the end. These are the questions I have. And I need I need these people to get in contact because I need to oh. know. I will do a special episode on the making of the Haunt Survive the Hollow Oh, Shows. man. I'll, yeah. Wouldn't you? I would do that. Totally, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know why not having the information available to me has made me a, a total Hollow Shoals. Want it more? I'm like a Hollow Shoals <laughs> truther now. I need to get to the bottom of this. There was someone at work the other day who took a personal call in the kitchen and he closed the door so that nobody else could access the kitchen. Uh-huh. And as soon as he did that, both my supervisor and I were like, he was in there for 10 minutes. And I started being like, I have half of a Nalgene bottle of water. But for some reason, all I want is water out of the cooler in the kitchen. I know it's only because I can't have right, it. Right. Totally. You know? It's a scarcity thing. Yeah. And then eventually my supervisor comes over and she goes, I know this is so stupid, but I wasn't thirsty until he closed the door. And now all I can think about is getting water. And I was like, me too. Why are we children? <laughs> <laughs> I even have half an algae and that's 16 ounces of water. And I'm still like, but I need more. <laughs> And it's only because I can't have totally. it. As soon as he opens that door, I'm going to be fine. Right. Now, suddenly you're going to be like, there's all my saliva. Hello. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I even have to pee a little. Like, Why do I think I need more water? Oh, yeah. So I, I totally sidetracked this. Sorry. No, it's fine. Um, all that really happens on the end of this day is that he starts hearing more strange noises in the woods, which, you know, it could be an animal. 
he's very confident and and he's right where he's like all you really need to do is make some noise and it'll go away because likely you know most of the time when you're in the woods like that the sounds you hear are things like raccoons and skunks which you also don't necessarily want to have around but it's not you know a cougar usually it's different than a screaming woman with a mouthful of blood right yeah Mm -hmm. exactly (laughs) (laughs) all right all right day three we're doing it it. so (laughs) on day three zach wakes up and he's talking about how freaked out he's been by the noises and he wants to set up a camera outside of his shelter so that he can see whatever is going by Third thoughts on Zach's inability to actually fully recognize his his situation is that he sets up this camera with the light on. And it's not night vision. It's fully the light. So whatever animal is making this sound, I know it's not an animal, right? But at this point, he still thinks it's an animal, is not going to go walk into a spotlight. That's the whole thing is they're nocturnal. They stay away from the lights because that's what makes them visible. Right. So even if he was trying to catch the animal, he's not gonna, Mm -hmm. you know? This was a night vision situation, but whatever. Anyway, so he again spends his day foraging for food. He finds some wild onions, and he kind of finds a den that he thinks is from the animal that he's hearing at night. Mm -hmm. He's unnecessarily happy with his progress because he's not (laughs) been eating very much. He's been spending his energy on the wrong things. Right. So, you know, I don't know if it's a false sense of confidence or he's trying to talk himself into or if he honestly just thinks that he's doing good, but whatever. I would be so grumpy if Dude. I'd spent three days and all I'd eaten was two frog legs, some fiddle ferns, and some green onions. <laughs> I would be hangry beyond control. Yeah. I would be back at the road hitchhiking and being like, fuck this. Right? He takes so long to finally go, okay, I'm going back to the road. The first time I heard someone screaming in the woods, I'd be like, and I'm out. Right? Yeah. Because even if you don't think it's something supernatural, there's still a person just screaming in the woods. Wouldn't you want to go somewhere where you could get that person help? Or just leave that person behind and go somewhere where they're not going to murder you in your sleep? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway, he hears screams in the night. So I have things that I have some criticisms okay. of this film, but one of them is not the sounds that they had the monster make. Right. It sounds. I creepy. do really. It sounds creepy. I do really love the the sound design for this monster. How it's sometimes it's you know those really animalistic guttural roars yeah. and growling, and sometimes it's the screams, and sometimes it's the really altered sounds of people crying yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. I thought that was so cool. I actually think this movie works pretty well when it's mysterious like this. Before mm-hmm. you start seeing the woman and stuff, when it's just the sounds, and or when he get the first time he gets chased through the woods, and it has that sort of almost infrasound hum. I found that yeah. to be pretty creepy, pretty effectively creepy. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention on day one, I think it's, I don't know, it's early on, it's it's earlier, but when he first starts experiencing all the supernatural stuff, his camera starts fuzzing in yeah. and out, which I, I also appreciated that because a lot of the times, you know, you see a lot of electronic interference with those kinds of supernatural mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Cool detail. Appreciated it. Mm-hmm. Comes back a couple of times in the end. That's day three. <laughs> well, I think we're actually, I don't think we're day three. I think we're past that, right? Yeah, uh, that was one of the things that I also appreciate about this movie is that he starts to hear the screams and the creepy stuff pretty early yeah. on. I honestly, I think it's day two. Yeah, I mean, he hears something walking around day one, and then I think by day two, we're getting some, he's hearing screams getting and some stuff, screaming and stuff. Yeah, 
And I appreciated that because even movies like Paranormal Activity, which we know what it is going into it, right? We're not shocked by the things that happen. But even that, we have a full, like, two weeks before anything actually happens. We're not looking at every single day in those two weeks, but based off of the time cards or whatever in between the, the shots... You know, there's so much time that happens between when they first get the camera and when things start to actually happen that when something started happening on day two, I was actually like, okay, yeah, let's move it along. We already know why we're here. I don't need seven days of him just foraging for onions before something weird happens. Right. Let's just get it going. Yeah, I agree. We all know what we've come for. Let's just do it. You know? I agree. Really appreciated that. Because then it also cuts out all those days where I'm sure his dialogue would have just been him talking about his prep. Right. You know, this is what I did to prepare. This is my experience. These are the things I got, you know. So I appreciated skipping over that. It was nice. So I don't know what day we're on. Four or five. Zach is starting to really feel the effects of his decision. Yes. He's like, I regret this decision belatedly. (laughs) Yeah. He's... Fully recognizing now that he's not getting enough to eat, which is making him get, you know, it's making him burn out faster. So he's not getting to accomplish all the things he needs to do. He's been foraging for food, but there's a serious lack of anything. He can't even find insects and stuff. And then on top of that, he keeps hearing all these weird ass noises at night, which have now escalated beyond, oh, it's probably a possum. Yeah. Because it, now it's screaming. It's human voices. I did like that moment where he found the possum or fox den. I could totally uh, relate with his relief of like, oh, this is what it is. This is all it is. Okay, this is fine. And wanting to believe that's true so very badly. Yeah. I could definitely identify with that. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing I really liked about this movie is that he starts hearing these crazy sounds in the daylight. Yeah. First of all, really early on, which I feel like typically when you're seeing or hearing or experiencing supernatural stuff in the daylight, it's a later in the movie thing. It's a third act thing. Right. When things are really like, we're we're at the end. And whatever the creature is, the monster, the supernatural being, doesn't care. It's going to take this person soon anyway. So now it's just whatever. Yeah. So the fact that we're getting it during the daylight this early in the movie, I actually really liked because it just, it kind of broke that mold a little mm-hmm. bit. So he's wandering around the woods. He's hearing all sorts of shit. And he's just sort of, I feel... His reaction is not the right amount of reaction Right. at any point throughout this movie. He is way too chill for all of this. Yeah. Way too chill. It would make more sense if at some point he was like, I went back and watched the footage and there's all this shit I'm not actually realizing is going on. But to be experiencing it and still be like, but no, I'm going to stay these 60 days. I don't know if I believe you, sir. Yeah. Well, and even the tone of his voice where he's hearing things and he's like, I'm uh, hearing some weird stuff out here. It seems to be following me. <laughs> right. I'm going to go look for some onions. <laughs> what? No, you're not. No, dude. <laughs> onions have fallen to the bottom of the priority list right. at this point. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so he's wandering around, casually commenting on the fact that something is following him or whatever. Yeah. And he comes across an old campsite. Where he finds a small leather-bound journal, and as we all know, when you find a small leather-bound journal, you should definitely take it home and go through it. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So he's, I did actually like this this scene where he's going through it by the fire, and it's all these creepy drawings, and he's talking about the things that it's saying about whoever wrote the journal is afraid they're gonna die, and they're hearing things in the woods and stuff like that. And I love when he's like, "Well, I didn't feel great before." Definitely yeah. don't feel good now. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> He's like, I think I'm going to stop looking at this. It's freaking me out. Yeah. There were moments, and I'm sure a lot of this is probably improv, but that was, I was like, yeah, that sounds like someone, something someone would actually say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I identified. 
He decides to go to bed, hears some noises again, wakes up, and again, you know, I I can't remember. I think, was it She Walks the Woods? I don't remember what movie it was where we talked about this, about how if something in the dark is stalking you, the last thing you should do is shine your own yes, light on yes, yourself. Yes, it was when he was like, in the car, shining the light That's everywhere. That's right. And like, turn it off! Yeah, and so Zach does kind of the same thing. I get it, he's trying to film himself and his own reaction to what's happening, but he's got the spotlight on himself. Yeah. And it's to the point where, and again, maybe this is trying to play into the type of person this character is, because there's so many times where he's talking in the camera and he's always squinting. Yeah, the one, one eye. Because like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to look directly into the camera because he just d- doesn't have a better solution, yeah. which there are better solutions out there, FYI. You, you don't have to stare directly into a light bulb in order to film your confessional. Yeah. But he kind of shifts and there's a woman looking in. And I, the minute I saw that gap on night one, Yo, I was like, there's really? going to be a face in that gap. <laughs> I actually thought I was like, that was one of the better jump scares when it, when it actually happened. It, it didn't jump scare me just because, like I said, day night, day one, when I saw that gap, I was like, that's a face gap. Face going to be that gap later. <laughs> so I was looking for it. Every time he shot that angle, I was waiting for it. Yeah. But, uh yeah okay so as much as it did it actually did give me a little bit of a jump this is the first time where they're breaking the found footage rules because the jump scare has a sound yeah there's the jump scare cue and i understand why that exists because it jolts you but it also breaks the rules that up until this point it has been pretty faithful to this is a found footage film i am going to wholeheartedly disagree with you okay that's fine what did i miss the fact that it is super edited. So they say that they found this footage, yeah. right? But in order for it to be presented the way it is, it means that the police had to sit there and cut shots together and cut out parts where he walks back That's for the true. camera. That is Because there are so many shots where it's him walking off into the woods. Right. And in reality, the shot would include him coming back to get the camera. Right. And if this is police evidence, they're not going to cut That's out anything. Fair. But I mean, in terms of you know? what's actually on camera, it's the first time that it I mean, I agree. I mean, that's a problem with all found footage, right? Where it's, unless it's this continuous shot, it's all like, who was in the editing booth of this movie? Right. But even movies like Paranormal Activity, you can buy that this is the end of one shot and the beginning of another. Uh-huh. And and, uh-huh. and you almost, because of the way it's cut together, you don't even think about the fact that someone would have had to put them together on a timeline. Yeah. In order for it to string together like that, because it's not one camera in those movies. And Blair Witch, I feel like, handled it well because their shots began when they pushed record and ended when they pushed record. So, you know, you can buy that they would jump in between stuff like that. But this was so highly edited. That's true. That is true. You know, and I maybe can accept that they put the day cards in there, the day one, day two, day three cards, because as a police evidence situation, possibly that's how they would have marked it out. This is how many days he was in the woods. I don't love it. But I'll I'll buy it. But the highly edited and the fact that he had multiple shots of the same thing, Mm -hmm. it was him trying to make the spindle and it was one shot. And then it was another angle of him still making the spindle, which means that in reality, he would have had to stop, reposition the camera, refocus, get back into place and continue making his thing, which is feasible. I mean, especially if he's trying to make a video of himself. And he had two cameras. It also speaks more to his character of this guy is not really doing things. Right, right, right. <laughs> because he's spending so much time just recording his experience instead of actually trying to make fire and food and save water right, and stuff like that. Right. But mostly it was the shot editing and the jump scare tones. You know what I would have you know? loved it... is that there was a moment where the camera caught the fact that he actually had a bunch of supplies. 
Yeah. <laughs> you kind of find out, oh, this guy really doesn't know what he's doing. Also, that man had two backpacks. How many batteries did he have in that backpack that he right. thought was going to last him 60 days? Right. I mean, he didn't even have a solar charger or anything, did he? Not that we saw. I, don't, I mean, not that we saw. So how that man thought he was going to survive 60 days on whatever camera batteries he had. That's a very good point. Anyway, those are all my okay. thoughts on <laughs> Fair enough. why Fair this enough. didn't, why I kind of didn't fall into the found footage aspects of it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, besides the point. Woman peeking in through the, through the yes. gas. First time we see whatever it is that's making the sounds. The next day he wakes up and there's a really creepy wood sculpture yeah. gifted to mm-hmm. him. I mean, this is fire. very Blair Witch, but there's something about a wood sculpture that always works for me. Yeah, I get it. It's very rem- it's very Blair Witch. It's still creepy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still mm-hmm. creepy. And it's got a twig doll hanging from yeah. it, and he's super freaked out, which... Yeah, you would yeah. be. Now, how yeah. do you not pack Valid. up your shit and leave now? Exactly. Like, that, if I hadn't already left at this point, that would be the right. one. I would step out of my little lean-to, see that, and be like, all right, guess I'm going home, and just go. Yeah. I don't understand the number of days. And especially since there are so many days where he's like, I can't spend another night out here. I guess it's time to go to sleep. I'm like, what are you? You, you just said you can't spend another night out here. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Anyway, so he is starting to learn some hard lessons about himself, I think. <laughs> he's talking about how difficult it is to be alone and to not talk to anybody and how, you know, he took for granted even having the smallest conversation with someone at a gas station or something and being completely alone is really hard, but yet he persists. Yes. And he goes out foraging for food and finds a human skeleton, which is great. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Again, he kind I mean, he runs away from it, but I also still feel like he's underreacting. The worst, I feel like, underreaction moment is when he sees her for the first time. And she kind of pops back behind a tree. And fully, we see her for several seconds. And he goes, he just holds on her. And then he's like, I think I just saw a person. And then goes to investigate. You don't think you just saw a person. You know you just saw a person. We did not look at another human for as long as you did to be like, wait, did I see something just now? (laughs) I'll go check. (sighs) Yeah. Bless Zach's heart. So that night, he's talking to the camera about how um, he's not big on ghost stories and fireplace story or, you know, whatever. And yeah, yeah. yeah, campfire stories. That's what he calls them. And how he was talking to a friend of his about doing this. And the the friend was like, oh, the hollow shoals are haunted. And he didn't believe him, but he's kind of starting Starting? to starting to think this is a bad idea. Yeah, dude. (laughs) So he had some more stuff to his shelter, and here's more growling and screaming and whatnot in the night. Which again, it would take one night for me to hear one human night. screams one in the night, night before I was and like, "I'm out, I'm out." Yeah, and and that's only because I'm waiting till for daylight mm-hmm. to move out. Otherwise, I'd be out immediately. I don't, I don't understand his underreaction to things. Agree to agree. So the next day, Zach decides to keep building on his shelter, reads more of the journal. Gets more freaked out about it. Written by someone who is on like, a scientific expedition, which I don't know. Uh, I don't know. If that ever meant <laughs> yeah, anything. No, I, don't think, I don't know. Whatever. I, mean, I think it was just, uh, I don't know. Was it meant to be, here's someone who's a scientist and they're getting superstitious? Was it just an excuse to have them out there? I don't, or to have the notebook? Yeah. I don't really know. 
Yeah, I don't know. But it comes of yeah, nothing, so really whatever. But he talks about how he's reading about these people or this person saying that they're getting something's pulling on their legs at night and swarms of bugs, which is, you know, painfully ironic because he hasn't seen a single right. bug, even though we can hear them. But, you know, whatever. He gets lost in the woods and he's chased by something. But he does manage to find a shelter again. And then a, a woman is walking around. Yep. And and fucking with him basically right. it's just getting right. worse it's just progressively getting worse at this point and for some reason he refuses to leave the woods i don't, I don't understand know. it i do not understand i think this is also where we start getting actual non-diegetic music yeah. and i was just like okay now we have fully broken the premise yeah 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 that night he also experiences an earthquake of some mm -hmm. sort and he pretty much just has to write it out because what are you gonna right. do right um he wakes up the next morning to find out that there's all these trees that have fallen and you know fairly close to his shelter so he's just sort of marveling at how lucky he is that he didn't get crushed in the night and then that night he wakes to one of the scenes that i have so many questions okay. about is where he wakes up covered in crickets, yeah. and there's just crickets everywhere, and they're everywhere. And all I wanted to know is, real crickets? How'd you buy that many crickets? No pet store would let you buy that many crickets. I wonder crickets. if they Did just order them They must the have gotten them from the internet. Yeah. Did you just mass release I think them? He, I think so. I don't think those are CGI crickets. I don't think so either. I, I think, think they're, they're real. real crickets. Yeah. They looked real, and as someone who is bugaverse, this scene to me was super creepy. The idea of waking up yeah. covered in crickets. I mean, there are worse bugs to be covered <sighs> in, but I don't want to be covered in any kind. I don't want to be true. covered in ladybugs. You know what I mean? No. When you get enough number of any kind of bug, it's bad times. And we had reached and exceeded that number in this scene. <laughs> <laughs> By a few, at least. Yeah. I actually thought this was pretty effectively creepy. Yeah, yeah. There were a couple of scenes in this movie that I actually thought were legitimately effectively creepy, and this mm -hmm. is one of them. Was... Was the crickets. Yeah. So he's, you know, freaked out by the crickets, exits his shelter, and sees the lady again crouched over in the woods. And then she looks at him and screams and her mouth is covered in blood. So he runs yeah, away and gets lost. But this is where I think we start seeing the pattern of no matter how much he runs around in the woods with no sense of direction, he always magnetically gets pulled back to his right. shelter on the shoals because you know later when he's trying to find the road and he keeps end up just circling back and ending up back at his shelter we're like okay so you definitely have been here for too long because now the forces are keeping you returning yeah, to your yeah. shelter great should have yeah. left yep, yep. Left, your man. window has closed so somewhere around day 10 zach hasn't slept or eaten anything and he needs to find a shelter because he got lost in the in, lost in the night and that's where all his stuff is again keeps hearing all sorts of noises and stuff magnetically gets pulled back to his shelter where he decides to sleep and i think this is also the scene where he says my least favorite part of okay. this movie i need to air my feet oh out no I'm getting jungle oh rot. no i forgot about that oh no i'm so sorry i mean luckily we don't yeah, see it yeah. but as and i know we've never discussed it on the show before but we have discussed it in our personal yes. lives anytime anyone has to use the words air my feet yeah. out very disturbing that, i me. mean i'm not even super foot averse but a jungle rot foot will turn me into mars immediately 
it 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 i something about that combination of words implies something so awful right it's very evocative you can smell it you can see it you know exactly what he's talking about even if you've never even seen it you know you know jungle rot is so evocative and it's like you know that it's some sort of combination of foot smell plus i wore a band-aid in the shower and just took it off yeah Yeah, sorry about that mars (laughs) so that i feel like i keep this year is the year of i every movie i watch is animal violence and also foot stuff always with the foot stuff which is funny because if you haven't seen the movie that i'm gonna pick next oh no there's probably the most intense foot stuff i've ever seen in my life yeah i already watched it once and was like we should do this for the show if she hasn't seen it now i'm i'm dying to know what it's gonna be there's something that has intense foot stuff and you're like i would i will revisit this film i will watch that is i mean i don't know if you can give a better recommendation oh my god i just thought about it the foot stuff and i got hot my (laughs) body temperature rose (laughs) that was me talking about the wolf spider earlier (laughs) (laughs) after i was like oh Oh my god. Okay, let's finish this. Let's kill old Zach yeah, off. We're almost we're there. Close. Final last legs. Here's more more growling and stuff. Hides in his shelter. Decides he's gonna reinforce his shelter at some point. My thoughts on that were that he's sitting there whittling a stakes to protect the outside of his shelter. I don't know if this is this night, but it yeah. happens and I'm thinking about it, so I'm gonna talk about it. Which is fine, you know, whatever. I don't know how much actual defense also, that takes because unless it's how like how do you not have a spear after the first night of growling? Well, on top of that, he's sitting there being like, I'm going to make myself a weapon for walking around. And I'm like, you're currently holding one. It's a right? machete. And it requires so. no expenditure of energy. No, it's already done. And it's going to be way more effective than that spear. I understand the spear is going to give him yeah. reach and stabbing, yeah. which a machete is not really a stabbing right. tool. But, but still. if somebody had a spear or a machete, I think I'd be more scared of the machete. Yeah. Why are you making a knife with a knife? Right. You know? Anyway. Which, by the way, I don't think he ever thoughts. uses. Yeah, I know. So he spends all this time trying to reinforce his shelter, and then he also starts his first forays into finding the road again. Mm-hmm. I had this thought the first time I watched the movie, when he was wandering around, and I was like, so you're not marking a trail? Right. You're just not marking a trail. You're just wandering blindly into the woods, and you're not leaving a right. trail. That's stupid. That's dumb. So he's wandering around, and he sa- and this is when he says it, and I was like, well, at least we addressed it. I'm glad we addressed it, because now I can attribute it to a character thing. And that's why he did it, and it wasn't just an oversight, but he's like, oh, I should have marked a trail on my way out. I was just so excited to get out here, you know. And every time he tries to find the road, he finds his shelter again. So somehow he's doing circles, even though he's trying really hard not to. So he ends up drawing out a map and explaining to the camera, these are the directions I've gone that should have led to the road, but it's not there. And he talks about how he only walked two hours or something, but no matter which direction he walks in, he does not hit this road. He comes across some sort of ritual spot. It seems I actually like. thought this set was pretty cool. Dude, dude this this set was yeah. really dope. I really liked it. It's all these trees that are growing in these crazy arched patterns, and there's all these doll things are hanging around everywhere. And I'm glad he doesn't linger. He kind of just gets there and is like, "Nope, yeah, this is a bad place." Yeah. And then this is a, a moment where I was getting very excited because I thought we were heading into a very folklory kind of place, and we were going to find out that lady was not a ghost, but maybe that there was some shit going on out here in the woods. I don't know what woods we're in, but I I'm imagining it's East Coast somewhere. 
and it could be like some kind of crossover witchy stuff yeah that's what i wanted it to be because i mean it was clearly very much homaging i'll use that phrase some blair you know blair witch right so i if we had kind of gone that place and maybe expanded and really got into some weird folklore mythology i would have been super into that or like some sort of like forgotten cult situation or something like that yeah that that sounds great so th- this part gave me a lot of hope for, ooh, we're going in a new direction. Yeah, unfortunately. No. <laughs> it's going to leave you disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so again, he spends another night in the shelter where he's being followed and hearing sounds and stuff. And something's running around his shelter and rustling leaves. And then an arm reaches through and grabs him through this the, the leaf roof. Right. And that night yeah. sucks. Although I did, that was a that was next... a decent uh, jump scare when she grabs his throat. That yeah, was a good yeah, one. Yeah, 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 I gotta give it up to that. Another day where he's just sort of real bummed about his situation and is like, I just super can't find the road. And more sounds at night. Mm-hmm. He's wandering around and he finds something. It it looks like like a little like hut, you know? Yeah. That's been grassed yeah. over, and I love his reaction to it, which is that's not natural. <laughs> you don't say, sir. <laughs> The naturalist, the survivalist, that's not natural. I did like the the wood sculptures, though. When he's like, this is really scary. I was like, I agree. If I found this in the woods, if I found a skeleton and a bunch of these weird wood sculptures, this is very scary. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the same time, I also kind of wanted one for my backyard. <laughs> Except for the scenario in which he found it, it almost looked like a hobbit hole. Yeah. You know? Yeah setting played a lot into the implication of what this structure was but you know when he finds it in his scenario creepy and weird but you know you put a little little uh little round door on it there's a back (laughs) in there (laughs) now that you say so uh agree (laughs) right i mean aside from the skeleton in which he finds another skeleton by the way so then we're kind of on our last day for the most part he's talking about sort of the environment and the chain of how you can't find bugs which means there aren't frogs which means there aren't snakes which means there aren't possums so you know it makes sense to him that there's nothing out there because the bugs aren't there but why aren't the uh-huh. bugs there kind of he's still wandering around looking for the road still keeps getting drawn back to his shelter it's this night where he, we get the the jump scare of the woman screaming at him i mean yeah i think this is the is- it's whatever the last yeah, night is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're right there. It kind of Day is... 15 is when he finds the wood sculptures, and that night I think he gets screamed at, and then the next night is the last night. Which that one was good, because he's in the woods, and he's just very convinced he's being followed, and he finally does the, like, if you find this, my ni- name is Zach Wayland, and I am, and then he turns his camera, and she's right yeah. there, screams at him, and yeah, that one yeah. got me. <laughs> that one yeah. was pretty good. Essentially, on the last night, he's just hearing shit again, he's super stressed out, he's losing it. He gets dragged from the shelter, and gets thrown back in, just with all these vines wrapped around him so tightly that they're cutting into his face and cutting he's yeah. bleeding and stuff like that and then he gets dragged out and that's the end of the movie and then we get a title card saying that all of his stuff was found 10 miles from where he intended to be and they still haven't found Zach. Yeah. And that's and the that's movie. That. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> I love the vines. Yeah, the vines are cool, and it to me, I it, I know that you you are someone who does not always need to see the monster or get the mythology, but I'll be honest, I kind of I feel like 
this movie would have been enhanced if we understood a little more about what was going on out there. I do too about this one because right now, as it stands, it feels like it was just Samara goes camping. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not a super big fan of the background list. Oh, it's just a woman in a robe, right, or a, a white nightgown or whatever. Yeah, it is, you know? I agree. And the thing is, is I actually really i I ended up liking Zach a lot. And was kind of invested in him. And I kind of wanted him to get out of the woods or something. And so to kind of have it in sort of unceremoniously that way, I was a little bummed. I was a little bummed. Uh, I accept it. I was okay with okay. it. Okay. All right. Good. That's that's good because you had to watch five times. It would <laughs> really suck if you weren't okay with it. <laughs> Maybe I just found peace with yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You've gone through all accepted the... Accepted what is. I'm still kind of in denial and you've made it to acceptance. <laughs> 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 it's just like accept the things you cannot change right zach whalen died in yes the i appreciate your tranquility around this <laughs> or he lives in the hobbit hole with samara or yeah maybe that and they've started an organic yeah. garden oh. and they do macrame in there <laughs> all right so what did you think of this movie so the first time i watched it <laughs> i didn't hate it okay good wasn't the biggest okay. fan it was pretty lukewarm okay. on it by the fifth time I watched it, if we'll quote the text I sent yes. you, I cannot watch this movie one more time. <laughs> and it might be because I just watched it almost every Friday for six That's weeks. That's a lot of Survive the Hollow Shoals. That's a lot of any movie, yeah. to be yeah. honest. I don't know that I even want to watch movies that I love that many times. There are a few movies that I can watch that often, but it's very few. It's a very select number. Yeah, because the diminishing returns. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even then, most of the time, it's just like, well, I know I want to stay up a little bit longer, but I don't want to stay up a whole movie's length. So I'll just put on something that I watch all the time that I can stop at any point and feel fine about, Mm. you know. This one, though, Mm. just because it's the same sort of cyclical events, which I understand why that happens. It's not a criticism. Again, like I said earlier, it's not a criticism that it's the same cyclical events, because in reality, that's what that situation would be. But because of that, it's not very rewatchable, in my opinion. I think that's totally fair. Unless enough time has passed in between. Well, I also you don't, know, but it's not something I, I think it's so straightforward that it's not even something that multiple watches rewards you. Some yeah. movies, even if you didn't love them necessarily, when you go through a second time, you pick up on subtle things that you only will notice with context. And yeah. this movie is pretty much what you see is what you get. And so there yeah. isn't really a reason to rewatch it. So mm-hmm. yeah, I would imagine rewatching it multiple times. More, I mean, I did it multiple times, but I did it over, I did it three times over the space of three months. So, your and my experience was a little different. (laughs) So, maybe I have a little more patience for this movie. That being said, I mean, on one hand, I kind of have a respect for micro budget films. The fact that they made this movie probably for $500 and, you know, whatever it costs to rent the space and like a prayer and some blood and some sweat and some tears and so i have respect for that they made a movie and they did they successfully made a movie it is definitely a movie it's not something that feels like oh this is a student film or this is something that they shot in pieces over several years because they couldn't afford to do the whole thing at once this definitely feels like a very produced movie it's just not my favorite (laughs) and i think that's fair i also thought 
in terms of performance, there's really only one performance. And even though I disagree with a lot of the choices the character made, I thought the actor himself was pretty great. His performance was very naturalistic. It didn't feel actory at all. Yeah, I totally, yeah, I totally And agree. so, I and with a movie like this, I think that is absolutely essential. Because, God, if his performance is bad on top of it, can you imagine the torture? I would have quit the podcast. <laughs> I would have been like, we got to go back, edit it out, pick a new thing. So, which is why I'm surprised it's the only thing he's ever done in terms of, at least on, maybe he's a, maybe he does theatrical work. I don't know, because I couldn't find anything about him. But he didn't feel like an actory actor. I didn't look up anything about these this movie because right. i right. never do but to find it i honestly assumed that he'd been in more nope. stuff or you know before or after this i just assumed nope. because i thought his performance right. was really good so i assumed he continued to act but apparently apparently he is living in the woods somewhere with samara these are the questions that i need answered well that and like you want to know what's suspicious the two other actors one of them is the girlfriend one of them is the ghost lady and they both say played self did he hire a Is ghost lady? True? They say self? Yeah. Okay, so this has to be in purpose, right? I think there must be something, something hinky going on. I wonder if Brett McGee, maybe his name, Brent McGee, I wonder if his name was something else. You know what I mean? Or like an anagram of this. Because I do feel like you're right. The fact that they put self in here. And one of those characters is a, is a girlfriend, which maybe I, I usually, I feel like when they say self, it just... Maybe the character's name was also Brittany right. or whatever. But it means one of these but people is credited as playing herself. Or Ashley, right? Yeah. Or one of these would be self and then forest ghost or whatever. You know, lady in the woods, whatever you would call it. But you don't say self unless they hired an actual demon. See, this makes me wonder if this is some sort of marketing thing and that's why we can't find anything about them. If so, this is fucking genius. I mean, it got me interested. It maybe didn't hit the way it was supposed to, but if it had, this would have been genius. I need to know more about this. I mean, I've already looked. I feel like I'm gonna have to go on the goddamn dark web. I know who these people are. <laughs> I need to know. I need to know. I also have to give Zach an A plus for his beard. His beard is very luxurious. Yeah, that is a great it is beard. A good beard. And when he has all of his his glasses and his hat off, and he doesn't look so it survivalist, I'm like, okay, all right. <laughs> get it i see yeah, you all right <laughs> so overall i think my opinion of this movie is it's not my favorite i think it has a couple of solid jump scares i think the central performance is convincing i just think that it's too repetitive and that the payoff at the end doesn't quite feel like a payoff yeah and i wish i can see the potential for different ways that it could have gone that maybe would have been stronger in my opinion so yeah i don't know i'm curious about it i'm glad i saw it at least once i don't know that i would recommend it unless you are a found footage completist yeah how about you your overall yeah i mean i think it's a fully accomplished movie it is a movie yeah. the only critique i have is that they didn't fully commit to the found footage yeah. thing Using the cute, you know, the tone cues, the, the music, the music, yeah, the very obvious editing. Yeah. And I know that every found footage movie is edited. Right. It shows that somebody would have had to edit this together to be what we're looking yeah. at. 
But most of the time, it's done in a way where you don't really notice it or you're not thinking about it. But this was just very in in your Mm -hmm. face. Like we said, our first shot, the camera's being held by the girlfriend and we don't have anything of him coming back to get the camera, you know, (laughs) things like that. But I mean, it, it, it is a fully produced movie. It's not my favorite, but I think that's my personal opinion. It's not necessarily reflective of the film itself. It just wasn't for me. And that's fine. That there's the thing is this movie has its fans. It yeah. absolutely has its fans. I, I mean, that's how we ended up watching it on the show. So I can't say, oh, I would never recommend it or I would tell people, warn people away from it. Because I think that for some people, especially people who maybe have not watched a ton of horror, the the eeriness of the sounds might be super effective. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad movie. It just isn't yeah, for me. I think that's fair. Is is where I'm landing with this one. That being said, if you are out there, actor, director, Hit me up, because I have questions. We will do a (laughs) follow-up episode. Anybody who knows anything about how this movie was made, and or has seen any of these four people in the last several years and knows that they are still alive. I have questions. I have Q's, and I need the A's. (laughs) (laughs) We will do a special episode where we just talk to you about how many crickets did you have to buy, and what kind of an investment was that? I will watch this a fourth time, if you you come on the show to prepare for that. Were you descended upon by bats when you were at least a thousand yeah, crickets? Yeah, that's a night? good question. What ecological impact did this movie have on the, <laughs> on the shoal? Also, I could Google it, but I didn't. What is a shoal? I looked it up. It's similar to a sandbar, but it, sandbars are created in the middle by currents. And shoals mm-hmm. are basically shallow water. Oh, so okay. that is what a sh- because I did not know. <laughs> I also didn't know what a shoal was. I, I, you know why I looked it up because I thought you might ask, and I wanted to be able to answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Mars, if you were going to watch this movie a sixth time, what would you drink with it? Oh my god, an ambient and some water. <laughs> oh my god, I'm joking. Brutal. <laughs> I'm joking, but honestly, I would drink box okay. wine. Okay, all right. It's specifically the one that has all the pictures of camping on it. It's called Nighthawk. Oh, it's my favorite box oh. wine. But it it is marketed for you could take this camping because it's four bottles in the size of this one box, and then it breaks down. It's easy to pack out. There you go. That's actually a great recommendation. Okay, so night Nightwish, Nighthawk, Nighthawk box wine, perfect. Nighthawk camping line. Yeah. Awesome. So we didn't get any listener feedback this week, but we always love to hear from you. So maybe you're a fan of the Survive the Hall Shoals, or you know something about its production or the mystery behind it. We would love to hear from you or whatever. Whatever. We just want to hear from you. You can email us at rachel at zombiegirls.com, or you can head over to our Facebook page and hang out with us there. And if you're enjoying the show, please do leave us a review on iTunes. All right. So Mars. That just leaves one more thing, and that is, what the heck are we watching next week that has all the feet in it? So this is from Shudder, because I did buy, I ended up paying for a subscription, so I've been trying to watch things on Shudder. Yeah, buddy! I've been pleasantly surprised. I feel like either it's the pictures or the descriptions, but nothing on Shudder really sound, like grabs me, but I just give things a shot. At nine times out of ten, big yeah, fan of whatever I choose. that's awesome. So, Did you watch Creepshow on there yet? No, well, not yet. You should at least watch the very first episode, because one of the episodes is genuinely super 
really the first half of it is cool it's fine but the second half about the dollhouse get ready (laughs) (laughs) okay sorry that's just my creep show shout out for the episode i feel like most of the things i pick you've already seen but i'm gonna give it a shot it's called the beach house i have not watched that yet and it is on my to watch list Perfect. That, yes, that's we're perfect. watching it. Yes, 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 yes. I've been meaning to watch that, and I need to watch it for end of year is coming up. So this is a perfect excuse to watch it. Yay! Perfect. Okay, we're watching the Beach House on Shutter. If you have foot issues, Beware. this is your trigger warning. <laughs> I cannot wait. I cannot wait to see what foot heavy movie would make you want to watch it a second time. I am so excited. It is now. My number one biggest horror slideshow foot moment. <gasps> what the fuck? Okay, now I'm double intrigued. I have not been this intrigued yeah. since I watched The Hollow Shoals. I cannot wait. I'm so happy you haven't seen this, and I'm even happier that you've been meaning oh, to. Oh, yeah, no, because... it is on my to-do list, but there's just been so many things that it kept getting shifted, shifted, shifted. Yeah. So this is perfect. I'm super excited. All right. Yes. Okay. All right, everybody. For next episode, see you in two weeks. We are going to be watching The Beach House. Okay. So I guess that is pretty much it for this episode, except for those who are Patreons and get the extended episode. Stick around after the end, and we're going to be talking about scary stories that occurred in the woods or at least out in nature. We figured, you know, Paul Scholl's creepy story about a dude in the creepy in quotations story in quotations about a dude (laughs) in nature (laughs) so we thought maybe we would talk about that and i think you have a creepy pasta that you love and i found some really spooky stories on reddit so i figure we'll just tell each other some scary stories and you guys can listen along while we do that mars take us out thanks for coming back everybody we really appreciate you listening watch watch the beach house please watch the beach house and shudder with me at the foot violence and uh that's all folks we'll see you next time cursed episode ever oh finally oh my god it stopped recording stop it (laughs) what kidding (laughs) 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 okay i'm gonna stop recording